When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. And recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. All right, friends, this is not an instant reaction, obviously, but we are doing my uh, classic reaction podcast. I do want to let you know, Jared and I plan to do our annual postmortem podcast on Saturday. And of course, Williams and Bloom will have our normal show on Sunday. It does look like I'm going to get out of Greensboro on Sunday to get back there and I'll be able to record with Bloom like normal. So that's our um, updated schedule. Uh, Connor is still covering the Iowa State women down in Knoxville, Tennessee. Jacqueline is in Tulsa with Iowa State wrestling. Uh, obviously a really tough game today, and, and I'll get to that. going to talk a little bit more about the future of the Iowa State basketball program. I do want to thank our sponsors. We couldn't do all of this coverage on the road without them. Uh, really good friends at Fairway, Carl Auto Group, Country Landscapes, and the guys over at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Just really awesome people who want to support our locally owned independent media company. Uh, and see the best coverage that you guys can possibly get for the Cyclones. So we appreciate them. Really tough loss today for Iowa State. I mean, and just you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess around here. That that was a just an abysmal offensive performance by the Cyclones. Only a mustering up 41 points, 23 percent from the field. And there's. It, there's a lot to to get to with it, but like here's the weird thing. It's like I, I was I didn't even feel that bad after it because when you when you shoot like that anytime, specifically in the NCAA tournament, it's it's hard to walk away and be like, Oh man, we should have won that one. It certainly did not feel that way today. The the single most frustrating part to me, uh, for Iowa State is that they actually played really good defense on Pitt, you know, holding Pitt to thirty four percent. And 59 points, I would have thought Iowa State was going to win by double digits today. You just felt really bad for the guys, to be honest. Like, they're not a, Iowa State's not a great offensive team, but talking to the guys in the locker room after the game, you know, they, they were taking. I, I didn't like their shots in the first 10 minutes of the game. I thought they were settling for too many contested jumpers, that type of thing. Uh, but from the rest of the game on, it's just they just missed so many looks that they normally make and it just was such a slog the entire afternoon it just felt like Iowa State had to work so hard to get shots and you credit Pitt but I I I do I go away from that particular game 
told Jared this on the shuttle ride back. I just felt like Iowa State would beat that team seven or eight times out of ten. And, you know, but they didn't today. They didn't deserve to win it today. Nobody in that locker room felt like it. Um, you know, the rim thing, but whatever. Gabe Kalsher said it best. No, absolutely had no impact on the game. That We've seen Iowa State offense struggle before. It's not like, you know, it did okay on that side, so yeah, whatever. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna talk about it. Um, I want to get to more big picture type of stuff here, and again, Jared and I will be more in depth on all this. I, I want to say this to to get going. Two things can be true, right? We can talk about the offense and the clear um, need to improve offensively within this program, and the and the program can also still be in really great shape. Both things can be true, and that's what I see today. You know, this is still – I want to walk through, you know, the mind of T.J. Altsberger when he constructed these rosters. And in year one, it was, you know, we're piecing this all together. How can we be competitive? And they actually caught a break with Brockington the way that they did, but they pieced together a roster to play the ugly style to do that. And he thought that was their best chance to become relevant again. And he was right. Okay? Year two happens. You miss on A.J. Green. He goes to the NBA. You miss on a couple other key prospects like Grant Baselli, um, Vanderplas kid who, who went to Virginia. And unfortunately, it turned into, yeah, we're going to probably have to do that thing again. Okay? So kind of where you're at this year with Iowa State, and it doesn't mean the players are bad. It means that this is the type of ball that you think gives you the best chance to play for an NCAA tournament, and and, and it happened. So I guess what I'm saying is it is not aesthetically pleasing, um, I, but I know that the coaching staff isn't sitting around being like, oh, we want to play like this forever either, right? Um, because, because that's certainly – that's certainly not the plan. It'll be a really interesting offseason. I think Iowa State is a much more attractive spot for a transfer now, being the two top ten recruiting classes that you have coming in. I think you have some really, really nice pieces coming back. And you've got a point guard, right? You've got Trey King, who has really ascended toward the end of the season. You have guys like Robert Jones coming back. There's a lot of really nice pieces to go with Baloo, Momchilovich, right? Like, this is a fun roster, and I'm really excited for this offseason. I think this is the the first time in the Otzelberger era where they have, you know, really consistent, solid pieces. You know what you have coming back, and now you can go and be additive to it, right? You don't have to go out and find – You you can be – a little more choosy. You you're not completely reliant like you were on AJ Green last off season, and that didn't work out for you. This will be a fun off season. I will once again pimp our Cyclone Fanatic premium memberships because I believe that they are very valuable, and I believe the next month and a half, two months are going to be as crazy as we've ever seen. I think the off season are going to continue to be like that. Um, some thoughts on some of these guys. Uh, Jaron Holmes, if you haven't seen the video I put up with him in the in the locker room, he's just an all time dude. Really, really love Jaron. Uh, what a blessing to for Otz and the guys to have him around for a year. As far as your culture goes and all that stuff, Holmes's legacy will live on in a lot of these guys. 
I have a feeling he'll be a guy who comes back to Ames quite a bit. I think he really enjoyed his time here. Go watch that interview. I don't think Gabe Kausher uh, is right now as appreciated as he should be, and I think he will over time. Gabe really buys into the defensive thing last year, right, and really creating that that type of a culture for Otzelberger and and you know the key thing for Gabe is carryover from year one to year two and helping set t- the tone with the new guys Kuntz would be very similar in, in that aspect Gabe was just more of a hope, high profile guy but but Kuntz very much uh and, and Robert Jones too but I will have another year I believe with Robert Jones but again I, I think right now when you sit back you look at Kalsher probably not as appreciated as he will be you know, when the history of this program, uh, the Otzelberger era specifically, is written. Taman Lipsy, I talked to him in the locker room, super broken up, reminded me of a young George Niang crying in the locker room at Dayton. I'll never forget that moment. Uh, Taman was awesome today on the defensive end. He had 10 rebounds. He was really good. And, and he said, I, I didn't ask him about it. He goes, I got to work on my jump shot. These teams were lagging off on me. And, and that was one of the first things he said to me about his offseason. So we look forward to seeing He's just scratching the surface. Guys, he wasn't even supposed to play this year, okay? Like that was – like Jeremiah Williams was supposed to be the guy, blows out his Achilles, you know, and you're, there was a lot of things that went against Iowa State. Taman gets thrown into the starting point guard role. Bada boom. He's an all-freshman guy. And now we're sitting here looking at him making Monte Morris comparisons. So what a great starting spot to build around for next year in Tame and Lipsy. This is not a big guy. He's going to be chasing NIL dollars, nothing like that. Tame and Lipsy is the cornerstone of this program going forward. And that should make everybody feel really, really good. Um, uh, the, the other guy, too, I want to touch on is is Watson. Didn't have a great game today. Nobody really had a great game today. It's not fair to single out to Marion. But just looking ahead to next year, like there's a lot of really nice pieces here. I think Watson was just starting to scratch the surface the last couple of weeks of the season. So, yeah, I'm not – again, I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig or anything like that. It's just I don't know what to say. They couldn't make a shot today. They played really good defense against against a really good pit offense. Iowa State was awful on offense. That was one of the single worst offensive performances I've ever seen in my life. You know, they went I think in the first ten minutes in the first uh, first half and first ten minutes of the second half. I think Iowa State scored a combined three points. I think three or five. It was horrible. Okay, so man, I just felt like. It really felt like about 10 to go in the first – at halftime, I thought Iowa State was winning the game. Being only down seven, playing that poorly on offense, I thought I thought the officiating would turn. It did. It actually really favored Iowa State, I thought, in the second half. And just um, really uh, – just a one of those unthinkable type of offensive days for the Cyclones. I don't know what else to say about it. I, I really don't. Two of 21 from three – 14 of 60 overall. I felt terrible for those guys because, like Holmes said, he's like, man, it's like, you know, those are shots we make. Those are shots we take. And today, nobody could make one. So those are my thoughts. Again, we're going to go much deeper on this here in the next couple days on Cyclone Fanatic. I think this is going to be a fascinating offseason. I think that with the freshmen coming in, 
with the pieces you have coming back, I think Iowa State is going to be a, a really nice spot that a lot of transfers are going to want to come play for. Now you've proven a little bit with Otzelberger and his staff, two straight NCAA tournaments. I think the future is really bright. I think Iowa State is no longer a sleeping giant. I think it is an ascending one in the Big 12 Conference. I can't wait. Let's get after it. Let's start the offseason. Thank you so much for listening to everything we put out here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We do this for you. We love what we do, but we do it because of our community and we wouldn't be able to do it without you. It all works together. And we are locally owned. We are independent. And like our good sponsor, Wiffle Hybrid, Wiffle's Hybrids, we are fiercely independent. And we couldn't do it without all of our great sponsors and all of our great listeners. So we'll have more coming up this weekend from here in Greensboro. Connor is with the women. Jacqueline is with wrestling. And I'm going to sign off here for now. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend here as the madness of March continues.